Okay, a lot of people were asking me, "Kay, who's your last interview going to be with before you get off the radio?" Well, I think we have to bring things back full circle because this next person who's on my show, uh literally came to pitch her company to me a long time back to talk about how we should do more educational things for people on the radio about this topic, but we never really got around to it. So, before I leave the radio for good, here's my last interview with Kasturi Navalkar. who is the head of partnerships for VNV advisory oh she happens to be my wife as well k spotlight this is good morning bangalore with k So a lot of the times when we go out when I meet new people conversations come up about my better half and people ask me so what does kasturi do and i realized that this is a topic that not many people are very educated about and what not and people don't understand the implications of such an important kind of industry and sector so i thought we kind of break it down on the show for you um first things first let's say good morning to her hello good morning good morning okay so good to have you on the show are you excited or nervous or how are you feeling so far I'm feeling really good this seems like fate almost. full circle right yeah because what happened was we i remember you coming to my studio very long back and then you brought your file which talked about your, the work of your company and completely flew over my head <laughs> this is when we one of the first times we met in yeah. fact and then of course as time went by i got to understand more and i got to understand what an important part it kind of plays in the whole ecosystem of just everything good that humanity should be doing am i right in saying that that's very kind but I have yeah. to be kind, no. So, <laughs> okay, cool. No, but uh, so a lot of people have asked me, what, what does Kasturi do? What does a company do? And uh, when I say the words carbon finance together, a lot of people are usually generally confused. They're like, you know, what is it? Like, is it is it a finance job? Is it an environmental kind of job? What is it exactly? So, let's start with the basic things. What do you do, or rather, what is carbon finance? So, like you said, I'm the manager of partnerships at an, a company called Value Network Ventures, and we are project developers of carbon financed projects. So, basically, what we do is we leverage carbon finance, which is the quantification of carbon credits from companies that want to go net zero or okay. carbon neutral, and we bring that finance. on the ground to the global south so to developing countries and least developed countries to communities that would have never seen that kind of finance before so there have gone a lot you know above a lot of people's heads uh, so i just want to kind of break that down a little bit so basically what happens is a lot of companies out there they want to go net zero in terms of carbon yeah. and that's a that's, it's you know impossible in some cases because even as human beings we we are carbon organisms carbon producing organisms and it's not possible for us to go carbon zero but we can offset that carbon by doing good work and like say for example cutting down on you know personally from a personal perspective i can maybe switch over to veganism right because uh, the non-veg industry generates a lot of carbon and blah 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 but like that companies also generate carbon and we can cut that down by using carbon mitigation projects to well you know offset all of that and i got that right so yeah essentially that's right but i do want to clarify a very big myth here that carbon finance is not a license to pollute so what the ethic is is to reduce internally as much as possible and whatever residual emissions are there or scope 3 emissions like you said unavoidable emissions you invest or you quantify that in carbon credit units and then you invest into countries and communities that require 
that amount, that money for projects such as forestry, agriculture, solar water panels. So we'll actually come back after the break and uh, figure out what they do a little bit more. It's my last interview on the radio. Oh my gosh. We'll be back in a bit more on Good Morning Bangalore with me, K. Stay with me. We were trying to figure out who to interview as my last guest ever for my time on the radio. After seven and a half years, my career on radio ends with today's show. And I thought, who better to have on the show as my final guest than Kasturina Varkar. She's the manager for partnerships at BNV Advisory. And yup, she's my wife as well. K Spotlight. This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. So one second, what what are some of the projects that people would typically, you know, invest in? Like, I know clean cooking gas is one of them. You want to tell me more? So improved cook stoves is one of them. And we actually have about 6 million rural households that we've deployed cook stoves to. It basically decreases the the use of biomass and gives you a renewable energy access in those households. We also do a lot of mangrove projects. So I spent about two weeks in Indonesia in North Sumatra. Oh, okay, don't show off. Okay, don't show off. <laughs> In North Sumatra, where the tsunamis hit about 14 years ago and the communities still haven't recovered. So we're rebuilding natural barriers to tsunamis, flooding, etc. with the communities and also developing alternate revenue generation and income streams and employment for them. So this is more of a like a new industry that is almost... Uh you know, how do I say, in the spotlight a lot now, but it's actually been around for quite a while. Talk to me about that a little bit and where VNV as a company kind of comes in. So the voluntary carbon market where we work predominantly has been around for about three decades now. VNV has been around for half that time. So we're 15 to 16 years old. We were started in Singapore with Southeast Asian countries. Right. Now we're present in 14 different South Asian countries expanding to Africa. We're also present in, like I said, six to seven million rural households. And we work with about two million farmer households as well to leverage this carbon finance on the ground. So, of course, you were part of the COP26 summit, which was in um, in Scotland. And you went down there and, and you did some work and stuff like that. But not many people know actually what goes down there. What do people kind of do over there? Why do a lot of people who are passionate about the environment come together over there? And what is the real kind of results that come out of there? So. Talk to me about what went down there and what, you know, the role that VNV had down there at COP26, which happened in Scotland recently. Yeah, so COP is basically the conference of parties and there are multiple stakeholders that participate in this entire conference, which is a two-week affair. There are delegates, ex-president Barack Obama, uh, Joe Biden. Leonardo DiCaprio! I mean, yes, celebrity presence as well. Stakeholders from a diverse spectrum where they're contributing and participating very differently in this fight against climate change. But what VNV does is, of course, our presence at the COP is important because to keep ourselves in the know-how of policy and to also meet delegates from various countries and know what's happening from the climate perspective. But I think what's most important, at least from my job, is to understand the challenges and opportunities that communities have on the ground. It's very easy to sit behind a desk and to make plans, make policies, make, you know, implementation strategies without actually going down in the quote-unquote global south and understanding how these people live every day under four dollars it's it's a poverty level that you haven't seen before and instead of calling them vulnerable and marginal what vnv has done is we've switched around the narrative 
So we call them first responders. And why do we call them first responders? Because just like our defense at the boundaries, these communities are first are the first people to respond to any adversity of climate change. So it's really important to get their perspective and you know that's Involve exactly yeah, yeah that's what we do at VNV it's a bottom up approach right. rather than a top down from the perspective of having all these stakeholders and you know this we we've, I think kind of understood what you guys do and what you uh you know the role that you play there and stuff like that more conversation about it on the other side it's my last show on the radio it's my last guest oh gosh we're going to come back in a bit and do a whole lot more conversation stay tuned Okay, it's my last ever interview on the radio. That's right. Seven and a half years of my radio career comes to an end at twelve noon today. But before we do that, I got to interview one very important person. She happens to be the manager for partnerships at Value Network Ventures, a carbon finance project developer. Back in a conversation with my wife. K Spotlight. This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. The real question is to everybody listening to this: How is it relevant? Why should they care? That becomes an important question, I think. And I know for a fact that for years we've had directors, CEOs, um, you know, top-level management listen to us, even down to the you know uh, everyone right from below that to your regular professionals to even simple, uh, say for example, um, homemakers and uh, you know children as well, right? we have a vast you know kind of diverse set of listeners and and what not but why should they care simple as that why is this important to someone like them when you talk about climate consciousness or environmental awareness all of us automatically go to solutions such as reduce reuse recycle switch out your plastic straws for metal straws use public transport now all of us are doing our part right as much as possible on an individualistic level so why shouldn't companies too and especially the large scale companies that should reduce internally right to make that difference since so many decision makers from significant companies have been on your show and listen to your show they could also have the opportunity to be a catalyst for change for their own companies to sort of leverage this kind of finance in an ethical and moral way of course and align to their company's principles to make a realistic change that they can see on the ground with so many of these communities not just switching to paper straws <laughs> that's I not mean, my, i mean that's just one thing there's just so much more you can do actually i mean i'm not i'm not condemning that that's an important part of the narrative and the dialogue as well but there's so much more that we can do on a Larger scale that will make greater impact in a shorter period of time. So, one probably educate yourself about what can be done. Number two, actually get the right partners to implement the same. And number three, pro- probably provide real time change for people on the ground, people who are let's just say can make that change. Like you said, the first responders. Thereby, everybody benefits in the process and things like that, right? That's absolutely right. And it's not only about the carbon finance. It's about all the other adaptation measures that come with it. Be it education. health sanitation availability of drinking water one of the most and this is very close to my heart one of the most important things through these projects honestly is the promise of a brighter future for future generations there's a lot of out migration that's happening into urban settlements now we don't know whether the culture tradition of so many of these tribes indigenous communities just so much of the global south would be preserved or not there is an opportunity to educate these kids 
and give them the opportunity to earn as much as they might have in an urban settlement but still be proud of their heritage and and that's something that i really look forward to if i'm still around in 10 to 15 years when these projects actually come to a full fruition yeah so our last leg of conversation is coming up on the other side it's my last guest on the radio ever big big deal come back with me for more conversation on good morning bangalore my name's k this is my last ever show on the radio let's have some fun while we do all of this lots of music coming up in just a bit This is my last ever interview on the radio. Today the end of my radio career happens at 12 noon. Thank you so much for being part of the journey. The last interview that I'm doing is with my wife. Uh but of course in the professional world she's known as Kasturi Navalkar who's the manager for partnerships for Value Network Ventures. Uh they are a wonderful little company doing some great work. You can check them out online. But on to our last leg of conversation. Case Spotlight. This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. Great, so I think that kind of makes things a little bit clearer for sure. Thanks for being my last interview on the show. This has been really really cool and fun to get to know your side of the uh, story, your side of the world a little bit. Um on a parting note, anything you want to say to everybody listening in? Thank you so much for having me. I as all of you can hear, I'm quite passionate about this, but Another thing that I'm really passionate about and I have to say this is that I've always been the biggest radio geek apart from everything that you've given your listeners all the people who've tuned into your show everyone that you've met you're not one to take praise without blushing so I'm just going to say this <laughs> I'm really proud of you and all of us are extremely proud of you for the journey that you've been on and taken us all on I'm extremely grateful on a personal level that I tuned into the radio and I listened to you and I called in and won those vouchers. And are you tearing up? <laughs> Some of you might laugh, I'm supposed to tear up. No, I'm just I'm just really proud of the the impact that you've had in your own way on so many people, so many kids, so many causes. It's been an incredible journey and I can't think of anyone else who I would have been on this journey with and all your listeners would have been on this journey with. So thank you for the gift of your voice every single morning in Bangalore to radio. I'm not going to say anything else. I can't top that. I can't top that at all. I'm going to quote from a very famous song just as parting words. As Freddie Mercury said it best, radio someone still loves you. And you're always going to be loved by the radio. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay. Enough mush. back into the ad break we'll come back on the other side thank you